You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Nexon Tire USA. Nexon Tire, we've got you. Find out more about the tires that are on the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, the Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hi, I'm Chris, and I'm back. You ask why? <laughs> well, because apparently I have a great face for radio. Oh, don't we all, Chris? Don't we all? I'm Tony, and on this episode, I'll be interviewing Justin McLean of Fox Factory at RideFox.com. It was an event 10 years in the making. Two Jeepers brought together by a single podcast. And it would create a lifelong obsession with beaver nuggets and bad cigars. The Jeep Talk Show event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park brought to you by Nexon Tires returns for another trip. The Jeep Talk Show takes over Hidden Falls June 4th and 5th. Come meet your favorite Jeep Talk Show hosts. See the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator and enjoy some amazing off-road terrain. Did we mention you can get some free stickers, too? Oh, yeah, and I suppose you're going to say, you know, while you're in there. The second annual Jeep Talk Show Meet the Hosts event at Hidden Falls Adventure Park in Marble Falls, Texas, June 4th and 5th. Yeah, I'll be there. Brought to you by the next Tires Rodian MTX Mud Terrain Tire. Yeah, I want to give me some of y'all. For more information, go to JeepTalkShow.com or follow the show on Facebook. Yeah, that's, that's where you guys have been hiding. Now, Chris, uh, you were with us on the first first annual jeep talk show event uh, last year i think it was last september uh that uh you were out there was it was it hot enough for you uh, in texas just hot enough yeah just hot <laughs> enough but honestly not too hot uh it was nice being a little later in the uh later in the year but uh no i, I imagine this year for the second annual event it's going to be a wee bit hotter well, in June. well, you know, I've, I'm a lifelong resident of Texas, and uh, John is telling me that uh, June, the first part of June, is actually cooler than it is in September. August is our oh. hottest month, so I, I guess it actually could be. I stay in the air conditioning all the time, so unless I was a kid getting out there all the time, I guess John's outside more than I am. But uh, so uh, apparently John, who lives in Austin, thinks that uh, it's going to be cooler in June the first part of June, which I think is an important part of it, than it is <laughs> it would be in September. Oh, well, well, good. Good to know. <laughs> I wish I wish I could be there to, yeah, to find that's, out myself. Yeah, that's a shame. I guess it was just a, a picking of the uh, the dates. And my God, have you priced airplane tickets? Oh, they're, they are absolutely uh, atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a tough go, especially with fuel prices currently as we record this. It's, uh, yeah, it's a little crazy, but yeah. it's what it is. I, I, I hope for the next one I'll be able to drive my Jeep down. We'll see. Yep, uh, that would be really cool. Oh, and uh, as far as your Jeep goes, I may have already asked you this uh, previously, but uh, any uh, any any plans to get any Nexon Tire Rodian MTXs on your Jeep anytime soon? Not now. Unfortunately, I, I replaced mine with non a non Nexon brand just not too long oh, ago. Oh, what'd you put on there? I put put the Toyo. The Toyo AT3. I hear a lot of talk about the Toyo. Uh, it seems people really like those. Do they last a very long? They do. For me, they did. For me, they did. Uh, everybody's little tires are a little subjective at times, but uh, sure. for me, they they did they did a good job. 
for me and, and on my Jeep. So. Well, you're right. It really just depends on the driving, uh, how what the person does the driving, how much they do in uh, hot or uh, I guess, you know, I guess if you drive on sandpaper, like out at uh, Moab, your uh, your tires might wear faster. Uh, a lot faster. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this year on our second annual Jeep Talk Show event, you know Chuck, uh, the uh, famous rancher uh, from uh, Kansas, is driving his eighteen wheeler down. Did you did you see the the picture he put up on Discord with all the Jeeps on the flatbed? I did. That looked pretty cool. Like oh, he was doing a, a test run, God. to make sure everything fit. I mean, there was uh, three or four Jeeps on there, and. You know, I can't help but think, is it, is it going to be a problem if it rains between Kansas and uh, Texas? Because all those Jeeps were open. Yes, they were. I, I think the Scrambler might have had a top on it. Maybe not. And uh, yeah, it's uh, going to be a long, a long go. But uh, as Chuck likes to say, they're all metal Jeeps, not plastic <laughs> Jeeps. So they'll be fine. I'm, sure, rain, no I'm sure Chuck will say they'll dry. <laughs> they'll dry off. Eventually. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> But that's going to be a hell of a thing to see. Uh, I wonder if there's going to be any social media posts about uh, people taking pictures because that's a long drive. He's, he's going to run by a lot of people coming down here. Oh, I got to imagine. I got to imagine. We should start a hashtag. I can't think of what it would be right now, but we should start a hashtag for social media for Chuck. Oh, I think uh, hashtag Jeep Talk Show is a great one. Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> I mean, it, there can be more, but at least that one. You know, he said he's gonna. He's got a Jeep talk show flag. He says he's gonna fly it all the way down. I can't imagine that thing being in very good condition after that many yeah. miles. <laughs> Not at 70, 80 miles an hour. I don't know how how fast you can drive a eighteen wheeler oh, uh, where you're at, but uh, I figure sixty five at least. I don't know uh, if there was a governor on that thing. Uh, something to keep the truck from going a certain speed. I'm sure uh, Chuck knows how to defeat it. <laughs> Absolutely, as every good American should. So, Tony, I'm curious, did we get a winner for the $250 gift card from Northridge4x4.com? Oh, you know what? Thanks for reminding me, Chris. Yes, we do have a winner, and that winner is, well, you know what? I better wait till Friday's episode. Oh, come on. Really, Tony? We're really going to start upsetting people. <laughs> well, I mean, damn it. The, why would they even think we were going to tell this on a, <laughs> mention this on a Thursday? You know, Northridge 4x4 is the go-to place for the off-road enthusiast. They carry parts you want at prices you'll love, and shipping is free on any order over $70. Let me repeat that. Shipping is free on any order over $70. I have used that at least two times on the bumpers, the uh, Motobuilt Crusher bumpers that I I purchased, uh, that I received, like like they sent it to me. No, I had to pay for them. Also, uh, their website shows live inventory, so when you see the part saying it's in stock, that means it's really in stock. And remember, free shipping over $70. This is just another in a long series of giveaways at the Jeep Talk Show that is bringing you uh, our listener. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Hi, boys and girls. It's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with Justin McLean. Is it McLean? Uh, McLean, McLean. McLean? Yep. So you, you probably have a lot of uh, a, a lot of ribbing during Christmas when the, the, uh, the Bruce Willis movie is on. 
<laughs> I haven't started shaving my head yet, but it is not tis the season till Hans Gruber falls. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> I can't even remember. Die Hard. I can't even remember the name of the thing. Yep, yep Die Hard. <laughs> okay, so uh, Justin has been working for JKS Manufacturing for six years, building Jeeps and playing off-road for his entire life. His current fleet includes a 2019 JL Rubicon, a goat. Is it goat built or because there's no I in that? Is it, is it pronounced yep, goat built? Uh, goat built. Yep. Okay. Uh, IBEX or IBEX uh, chassis buggy. Uh, in his spare time, uh, he does the same thing, builds Jeeps and goes wheeling. So um, now you're actually with, uh, well, you represent Fox Factory and all your suspension brands at uh, at Fox, JKS Manufacturing, BDS Suspension, Zone Off-Road, and Crawl Tech. So, wow. I mean, just off the top, I didn't know that you guys had JKS, BDS, Zone Off-Road, and all those under this umbrella. How dumb am I? Well, no, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just a great, great place to be, you know, as far as, so Fox Factory, owns all these brands and you know we all support each other in different ways from engineering aspects and you know the best suspension products in the world aren't any good without the right shocks and right shocks aren't any good without the right suspension and and then uh you know we need brands that focus on certain certain areas and that's how we started splitting them up into different brands so it it, it can be a bit tricky but they they all operate both together in a wealth of knowledge but also separately to focus on you know getting the right customer the right brand and the right product for that vehicle so uh how do you decide who go who goes to sema or does everybody go to sema <laughs> so we have an outside sales team network um that are that are like a they're not really sales people nobody wants to see a salesperson coming and visit them right <laughs> yeah. nobody wants call them something else but they're still salespeople. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. really we're the fun havers of Fox. We, we go out and we have great relationships with all of our dealers and, and we network and we do events. And there's five of us um, that kind of, you know, range from the Pacific Northwest, um, your West Coast. Uh, I'm the Midwest guy. Uh, we got a Rocky Mountain fella. Uh, Jen Barrow is, is an amazing salesperson that we have. She runs all of Texas and Oklahoma. And then uh, we got a gentleman we just brought on that runs the South, so from Florida up to Tennessee. Um, so all of us go to SEMA, and then we bring, obviously, your marketing teams there. You know, they're catching content, and uh, and always sticking a microphone or a camera <laughs> in somebody's face. Yeah. And then, um, believe it or not, we rotate in, you know, obviously management, things like that, but our engineering staff, uh, we try to get those guys out there, and we want them to see is, you know, we're feeding them these really cool ideas that we don't know if they're actually possible and then let them kind of see the trends in the industry so that we can, you know, kind of focus on all those things, you know, when we get back home. Yeah, I mean, that's a great idea. Don't let them talk to customers, but it's great for them to see what's going on. <laughs> well, actually, they're all a bunch of gearheads, so go ahead and let them talk. But that's one thing we we don't really, in our engineering staff for sure, they, they're all wheelers and, you know, it's either – jeeps or snowmobiles or something so so it all just flows right together well that's good that's really cool so i want to back up a little bit here um the goat built i is it ibex or ibex do you actually say the yep. word ibex it, chassis it's buggy. IBEX, like a, like a goat you know picture a goat that can scale the side of a mountain you know mm -hmm. and, and ibex is is 
what that is. Gotcha. So I was, I, you know, and again, I just didn't know anything about this. I saw it in your, your intro that you uh, did up for us. And I went over and looked it up. And this is like the, the thing that I would most like to have because whenever I go off-road, the few times that I've been off-road, I'm always concerned about breaking something or denting something. My wife literally says, this, this gladiator is so beautiful. Don't take it out there and ruin it. I mean, she said that one up at the Jeep Talk Show, the, the big ass Jeep Talk Show sticker on the side of it. Can't we have it nice for a little while longer? <laughs> I said, it is nice. <laughs> it's nice. I've been doing this damn podcast for 11 years. It is nice. And uh, hey, Sometimes dents and scratches are nice, too, because they tell a story. No, I understand <laughs> that, but this is she's not an off-road person. She's a, I mean, she's a Jeep person, but she's not an off-road person, so she doesn't understand mm-hmm. that concept. And besides, it's brand new. I don't, I don't want to dent on it yet. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, just the whole idea of getting out there and doing crap and don't care if you roll it over. All you got to do is uh, keep your uh, hand, head, and any other dangly bits on the inside as it rolls. I think that would just be a blast. And I can see how uh, why you'd have one of these things. It just really looks like a cool thing to have. Yeah, and it really, it's the culmination of a few things. One, owning a bunch of really nice Jeeps that I destroyed over the years. Yep. Um, you know, and you feel bad when you turn a really beautiful TJ into a raisin out on a trail. Um, and so, you know, you get tired of doing that. And then I actually started hanging out with one of our dealers, and we raced the JKS Manufacturing Sponsored uh, Ultra 4 car. And the first season that we raced, we raced with one of these goat-built Ibex chassis. So... We were doing King of the Hammers and some, some East Coast races. Basically, I hung out with the, with the vehicle too much and spent too much time around it. I, I fell in love with it, and I had to have one, so <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bought one and built it myself. <laughs> you know? Well, and I don't know. I mean, I, I know it's like most things. You can put as much money into it as you have, or you can steal from a, a, a mafia cartel, uh, I'm sure. But it looked like this thing is a hell, or potentially could be a hell of a lot cheaper than a Polaris or, or any side-by-side that are going for $40,000 these days. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, that's where we were at. Um, I was getting rid of a really nice TJ, and I was going to buy a UTV. I was going to do the sacrilegious Jeep thing. I was going to buy a UTV. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we said, by time we get a UTV and then make it strong enough to do the dumb things we want to do with it, uh-huh. we're going to be $35,000, $40,000 into it. And I said, you know, I think I can do this for about 25, maybe 30, and it simply won't break. Where even the UTV at 35, 40, eventually things are going to break. This won't. And so that became really a quick path, you know, to head down where, yes, it's bigger and it requires, you know, a different trailer to haul at places. But we love Tennessee and Kentucky and and the off-roading that that has. And and so it kind of works out perfect. Yeah, this thing looks looks amazing. Now, you of course we were mentioning the 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 side by sides, the the UTVs. Is this? I guess it really just depends. I don't know if it's set up for one or the other. But is it uh, IFS or solid front axle? So they're solid front and rear axle. Um, I suppose with the right creativity, the bones are there to make them IFS. Um, but really. I personally, I'm a, I'm a big solid axle guy. You're, you're not going to see me dive into a Bronco and love it anytime soon either. I love the simplicity of a solid axle oh, yeah. and the overall brute strength. No, I'm, I'm, there, I'm there with you. Now, I think IFS can be made strong, 
but there, you mm-hmm. have to do a whole lot of stuff to it. Whereas the simplicity and the, uh, the cheapness, really, of the solid front axle, it's it's all right there. And there's, and of course, there's you know subs, you know suspension better than I do. And there's there's pluses to having a solid front axle over an IFS. I mean, if you want to you want to do 120 out in the in the desert, yeah, okay, IFS. But uh, I'm not really. I mean, if I want to drive fast, it's going to be in a some sort of a Viper or something. You know, that's a, a, a go go fast and low, not out in the desert. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love some spirited, we'll say spirited off-road driving where we kick up the speed for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you work for a company like Fox, we can make anything ride good. <laughs> so we, I'd rather have that solid axle uh, for, you know, you go rock crawling or into some of these trails and some of this nasty stuff, that solid axle usually, you know, at the at the level we're playing at, we'll say, the solid axle is absolutely, you know, the, the superior piece. When we get up into some of the unlimited Ultra 4 race cars that are IFS and IRS, there's some serious performance there. But that's not the that's not where we're playing at when we're out on the trails having a good time. So, in your opinion, uh, King of the Hammers, what's what's because it's it's go fast and it's uh, go over things too. What what is best to have at King of the Hammers, IFS or solid front axle? Um, ooh, well, we race a class that demands us have a solid front axle. Um, but even then, because we race on the East Coast more than the West Coast, we would still have the solid axle. And I firmly believe yeah, King of the Hammers, as fast as you're going in the desert in the IFS cars, I, I think they're 110, 117, maybe somebody hit 120. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the solid axle car can make up that ground on the rock trails. Um, I still think I'd be a solid axle guy because, again, that race is trouble because you're not really racing anybody in particular. You're, you're racing the course and attrition and everything else. So I want the, the dumbest, simplest vehicle that doesn't know how to brake as I possibly can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't want some moody vehicle with all the, all that engineering. It's kind of like Elon, Elon Musk says the best engineering is no engineering. So there's that. Keep yep. it, keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. So that's yeah. really cool. So let me ask you this. Um, is there, I, I guess you can put whatever axles and whatever engine you want in one of these things, as long as it'll fit in the space. Yeah, there's, and, and this is a science, the, the gentleman that created it, uh, his name is Drew Burroughs, and the, you know, the company's goat-built uh, manufacturing. They're actually a dealer of our products. And he's got some pre-prescribed, uh, like, recipes sure. um, to make it extremely simple as far as you use, you know, like a, a common GM V8, the LS engine, and like, but probably the most common thing we're seeing right now with them is the 2005 and up Ford Super Duty truck axles mm-hmm. um, that can be had for a thousand dollars at the junkyard. I mean, there's there's really nothing to them, and a GM V8 and transmission, and and you're off and running. So it, many people do many other things, but that's that's about as easy as it gets. So, would somebody put a uh, a uh, i6, a 4.0, a legendary Jeep 4.0 in one of these things, or are they going V8? They usually go V8. I did just see one. We have a network of owners that, that kind of share ideas and things, uh, like a private Facebook group, mm-hmm. and somebody swapped a 2JZ into one. <laughs> so, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, yeah. I mean, you can put whatever will fit in, in there. I just yep. uh, don't know what the standard is. So that's really cool. Yep. So you really can keep the price down on these things. That's that's really neat. 
Yep, absolutely. I mean, it's and it's always surprising. It is a lot of of work. You know, the, the thing comes flat on a pallet, and you weld it all together, or you can pay him to weld it out for you. I mean, it's a lot of work, but it's also it's one of the most fun projects I've ever worked on. I mean, because you get instant gratification every time you work on it. I mean, you're building you're building your own vehicle. I mean, that's really exactly. really cool, and it's this pipe, right? I mean, I'm sure it's notched and bent and stuff for you, but it, it, I mean, you literally could do all that stuff yourself if you really had to. Yeah, no, it's all just it's all just DOM tubing, and you know, like I said, it's notched, it's numbered, the instructions are good, it, it goes together like an erector set. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I, I, I apologize for my excitement over this, but I saw that and went, "Oh, this is just so cool!" I got to find out more information about it. So real quick oh, before absolutely. before we get away from this thing and actually talk about <laughs> what you're here representing. So what is the what is the configuration on yours? What engine, axle, gears? You know, the uh, all, all that stuff. Yep. So it's a uh, 5.3 liter GM V8, a uh, turbo 400 three speed transmission. Uh, that goes to an off-road designs. Um, it's called a Magnum Mox. Uh, it's basically a transfer case doubler. Mm-hmm. And then I use a uh, old school Ford MP205 transfer case. Um, it's just an anvil. <laughs> and then uh, we use a 2007 Super Duty Dana 60 front axle, uh, 2009 GM 14 bolt rear axle. And then uh, we went a little crazy on the shocks because I, we do have sand dunes here in Michigan, and I don't mind going fast. We got a 14-inch travel Fox 3.0 diameter internal bypass shock, and we run about 15 to 16 inches of wheel travel in the front and 24 inches of wheel travel in the rear on a trailing arm. Um, the 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 thing will do some stuff. <laughs> have they noticed those uh, shocks missing yet? Well, don't we pay for them? We pay for them. <laughs> we do get an incredible employee discount. I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. So, what gears are you running in the diffs? So that I do a four eighty eight in a vehicle like that, and a forty inch tall tire. Yeah, that was my so next question. You can do a five thirteen or more, um, but the pinion gear starts getting really small. We've, right. we've added a lot of teeth to it, and so we go back to a strength thing where. Yeah, it would probably do better with a 513 or even a 530 gear, but with a 488, I'm never going to have to think about it. It, it, it doesn't, the 5.3 doesn't make enough power to hurt it. And did you do anything special on the, uh, the U-joints uh, for the, the front axle, or is it just the, the ones that came, the, uh, say the ones that came with it, but the, the stock ones? Yep, no, we run uh, RCV axle shafts in there in the front, and then there are 14-volt um, axle shafts in the rear. Um, always had a great relationship with the guys at RCB and it's one of those things where th- there's a cost involved in it but you install that and you don't think about that anymore sure no I mean that, that that's exactly what I heard when you said the gears because you know this would be better but it, it's more likely to take damage so let's not not go that direction because you know who wants to be working on something it's much more fun to be out there driving it well, and it, it, you know, I live near Ann Arbor, Michigan, and to go where I like to play, it's a six-hour drive. Yeah. There is no fun trailering six hours and breaking five minutes. I've done it, and I won't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how you learn, isn't it? <laughs> and the, yep, and yep. the crowd loves it for some reason. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for the crowd that's riding with me, they're usually pretty unhappy. <laughs> oh yeah, I can see that. Um, so, uh, is it uh, hydro steering or combination or? Yep, full hydraulic steering. Um, it just kind of goes back to that simplicity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no linkage to bend or break or anything like that. 
Well, that's really cool. That sounds like you have a, a really, really fun rig. How long have you how long have you had it? How long have you been driving it? That one, it's it's it just in the last two years and it's still a building process too. I mean it moves around <laughs> but still a building process. All, It'll never be done. All <laughs> Jeeps know? but all Jeeps are. I mean anytime somebody posts on Facebook or Instagram or something about my Jeep build is done. <laughs> Come here, let me just slap you, because you know what yeah, the hell you're never, talking about. <laughs> yeah, my last TJ that I, I sold this year, it was so done. This, this is the closest I've ever had to Jeep to being done. It was so done, the steering wheel was centered and straight going down the road, um, which is the first time <laughs> I had that on that TJ in the 10 years that I owned it, because it was always... Oh, I'll center the steering wheel, you know, after I make this next round of modifications. Yeah. So that's the closest I ever have one to done. Yeah. <laughs> it's really simple. You just have to turn this thing and it'll be centered. I'll get to that later. And then, you know, yeah. Yep. <laughs> you yep. got it centered before it left. Are, are you, yep. uh, I've always told people, never sell a Jeep because it, it's it's not a, you'll you'll regret it. So are you regretting not having that, uh, that Jeep now? No, it's, it's weird. I... Since my first vehicle I owned when I was, you know, 15, 16, I've never had an emotional connection to a vehicle. So I miss things about them, but I love the build process as much as I love the, yeah. the wheeling process. Uh -huh. And in order, anytime I'm building one, I'm already thinking of the sale price <laughs> you know, to, to move on to the next project. I've got a buddy of mine that's like that. He gets a lot of people uh, approach him to, to buy vehicles that have uh, serious issues, and he just loves mm -hmm. tinkering with it, fixing it. Uh, he's, uh, he's in IT, but he's very sharp uh, mechanically, and uh, uh, he, knows, he knows how long it takes to, you know, like if you're going to be bidding something uh, for somebody coming into a shop. He knows how long it takes to do those things, and he tries to do it in yeah. that time frame or less. So he's yeah. he's he's a bit of a nut. But uh, so and, and he turns around and sells the stuff all the time. I just I just tell him, man, I don't see how you do it. I, I don't see how he does all the work on that thing because I'm I'm much more a, a player than I am a, a worker. Uh, but yeah. you know I understand it. I've had to do that it's really more along the lines is because I just didn't want to spend five thousand dollars for somebody to do something I could do. And it, all it took was my time and uh, efforts. Sure, sure. Yeah. And for me, it's I want to build and play with them so bad. I'd, I'd run out of garage and yard space if oh, I kept I them all. So they got to go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, the um, and, and, and I hope I'm, this doesn't mean I'm not meaning this to be a gotcha question. And, and if you can't answer it, that's fine. Just say pass. So I got the Mopar uh, two-inch lift Mopar uh, lift from my Gladiator 2021 Gladiator, and of course it came with the Fox shocks. Is there any reason that you can think of why I would want to upgrade those shocks with that two-inch lift? I'm not, I'm not planning on doing anything except just taking it off-road, uh, and it's not going to be uh, it. You know, it's it's a, a it's a daily driver. It's going to be a daily driver. Um, are those shocks, and you may not know this, forgive me if, you, if this is outside your realm, but uh, is there any reason why I should upgrade those shocks or maybe uh, get a, a Fox uh, steering stabilizer to, to go along with it? No, I mean, they're, they're really, we did a great job with that shock, you know, eliminating, you know, new or, I mean, if you were going to go play in the desert, let's say, and there would be an upgrade there to be had with the Performance Elite or even the Factory Race Series. But for daily driving and weekend wheeling, we actually kind of brought a bazooka to a spoon fight with that one. That is a really good shock. It's two and a half inch diameter, aluminum body. Um, 
you're just not going to bother that shock. It's, it's, it's going to do its job. The only thing you could potentially do is if you added a lot of weight, you know, if, if, if you know, you had a winch bumper go on there in the winch and it sagged a little bit or you felt performance, you could, you could stiffen up the valving because Fox, all Fox shocks are tunable and rebuildable. Um, you know, you could customize the shock itself a little bit, but as far as an upgrade, it, it would take a totally different usage of the vehicle to require an upgrade. That is a really good product. I, it just felt that way, and especially looking at the size for the, the shock that was on there from the factory and that massive shock that I put on there, uh, you know, that came with the the Mopar uh, lift kit, it looks like a really good uh, really good shock. It's the actually the first uh, Fox shock that I've ever owned that came with that kit, and uh, it, it just seemed to be a very good quality shock, and I haven't had any issues with it. I mean, it drives fine. It drives just like it did before. I'm just sitting higher now. And uh, yeah. I, I cheated a little bit. Uh, I had heard from a, a buddy of mine uh, that whenever he put on uh, his Mopar lift, that uh, it was it kind of was down a little bit in the front, and especially after he put the, the winch on there. So when I put the uh, – I actually had the, the winch and the bumper on there uh, prior to the putting the lift on, and uh, I actually put in a, a – I think it was an inch-and-a-half spacer, or no, a three-quarter-inch spacer uh, in there. So I didn't realize that you could actually do that with the shock. Well, and the shock will, we can stiffen up the valving of the shock. We can't add ride height, which is what you need. And these, the JL and the JT have a very, very light spring rate in between 115 and 130 pounds per inch. And, and Jeep did a great job. They listened and they, they gave us a Jeep that rode soft, you know, and it attracts more, more novice Jeep owners when they ride nice. Right. And, but when we start throwing, you know, winches and bumpers on them, we start looking at the fulcrum point in, in, in all winches and all bumpers, you know, are different as far as how they're going to load the Jeep, you know, it quickly drops the suspension ride height. So, you know, packing that spacer in the front there is an ideal thing to do to guarantee your ride height. Um, you know, that way there you don't end up with a really unlevel Jeep, you know, you're not going to affect the ride quality. Um, you, you didn't add ride height. You know, if you bought a two inch kit and you tried to make it a three inch kit with a spacer, that can become a problem with shock length. Right. And you know, the spring length, you just guaranteed yourself to get the ride height you bought. And, uh, no, I, you didn't do anything wrong there. And it, it you know, it, you get all the performance out of it, you know, that was there for it. And, and, um, and those t- and I, I think you answered this already, but in, in adding the three-quarter inch is not going to outpace the 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 the, the shock, uh, the travel of the shock, because I wanted to, no. I wanted a little bit. I, like you said, I didn't want to go up. You know, like well, let's just throw a six-inch spacer in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And your big thing is you really want a shock to have you know as close to fifty-fifty or sixty-forty ratio as possible. Meaning when it's sitting there at ride height. It has, you know, almost equal amount of up and down travel. Um, generally speaking, here in the Midwest with our pothole roads and things like that, we use three to three and a half inches of up travel just driving down the road. If you put a zip tie on a shock and drove it for a week and then measured how much shock travel you used, it'd be about three, three and a half inches. And we want at least that in down travel as well. And that way they're you know, you're in the optimal ride zone of that shock and you're going to get the best quality ride out of it. And uh, with your with your spacer and that lift, and and I know the length of that shock pretty well, you're right in where it wants to be. It's in a very happy spot. Excellent. I, I, I accidentally did the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we, we try to make that a guarantee, you know, it, it's, you know, I think it's fantastic. Obviously we have a lot of dealers of our products, but I also think it's fantastic that Jeeps are still a vehicle that, you know, you can enjoy a lift install project, you know, for yourself. And it's one of the things we focused on really, really well with JKS as far as packaging products together that take all the guesswork out of it. You know, mm -hmm. it should just work. It doesn't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or a, or a full-blown Jeep suspension nerd to get, you know, nine out of 10 performance out of a Jeep. Right. And, and by the way, I, 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 this was something you said a, a, a few sentences back, but it was great when you said uh, Jeep got it right. They listened. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They do. You know, they, it, and, you know, I'll be honest with you. I've, I've owned a Harley Davidson too. And you want to talk about cult brands, right? Yeah, you own yeah. a Jeep, you own a Harley Davidson. These are, you know, we become enthusiasts of these things really, really fast. And Jeep has, you know, subscribed to the fact that their customers are absolutely going to modify their vehicles. So they support that through, you know, they, they even support us in the aftermarket when we're competing against them, you know, as far as, you know, information and sharing and, and when they did the JL, their, their engineers and their marketing people, they really, they went to shows, they talked to people, they listened and you can see it in the Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. I was very impressed when the JL came, came out, just the, the interior design of the JL looked very Jeepy to me, much more so. Yeah. And I'll, I'll catch some flack about this, but much more so than what the JK was. The JK JKU styling almost seemed to like they were trying to make a, 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 a car out of the thing. And I didn't really care for that. I, it needs to be Jeepy, you know, uh, CJ, YJ, even XJ, uh, that kind of uh, uh, styling. And uh, so I've been very impressed. It, it, you can uh, you can see that uh, Jeep was listening to some people uh, whenever they came out with a JL and, of course, later with a JT. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's one of those vehicles, too, that I, I'm not ever, I'm about five foot eight. And I've got some coworkers that are well over six feet tall, and all of us can get very, very comfortable in a JL. Um, the JK, I could always get comfortable. Some of my taller coworkers couldn't, so mm -hmm. it's it's they've done a great job with that as well. Well, that's really cool. Now, I'd asked you earlier, and I and I believe this is I believe I'm correct on this that there is a uh, a steering uh, suspension or a dampener that you that uh, that is made by fox that has like an adjustment on on it where you can adjust it for on-road off-road i don't know flotation i don't know what all the adjustments are but uh am i correct is that the this fox is that the a fox uh, steering stabilizer absolutely so we've really in the last couple of you know probably five years fox has really uh taken steering stabilizer technology to new heights we, we always had a steering stabilizer that looked like a shock absorber um, it was just another one. And, and, you know, if you looked at the front of, you know, even your gladiator in stock form, you'd see what looked like a, a shock absorber, you know, laying down there horizontally. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you could put a small nitrogen pressure in them and you could, you know, kind of play with the tune and things like that. But it was pretty, it, you had what you had, right? And right. they came out with this through shaft design. Um, and so you look at you still have a cylinder there, but the shaft, instead of being attached and plunging like a normal shock, it's actually just dragging across the dampening motion. And it kind of changed what we're able to do. We've get, we get the same exact, you know, drag or stabilization force, regardless of what direction we turn. And once we did that, we then had the ability to adjust how much or how little drag we wanted to put on it. And oh, okay. So with Jeeps, what we do, 
what we do as enthusiasts, what everybody does, and, and Jeep does it themselves, they know it, they start out with a 31 or 32-inch tall tire and almost six inches of back spacing on an aluminum wheel, and then, then us enthusiasts get a hold of them, and we put 33s or 35s or 37s or whatever, and, and we, we change that back space. We move the wheel outward uh, to make room for that big tire, with, you know, four-and-a-half-inch back spacing. So we've added a whole bunch of mechanical advantage, you know, off the end of the, of the, the steering knuckle right. and introduced a whole bunch of scrub radius. What we've done is we've rendered that poor steering damper useless under there. You know, there's no way he could handle that because he was designed for, for, you know, a smaller amount of force. Right. So that's where your aftermarket steering damper comes in. And that's really where the adjustability comes in is, you know, kind of fine tuning it for exactly your setup. Cause you could build 10 Jeeps with all the same parts but they have 10 different owners and all 10 of those owners are going to want a different feel and having a product that they can bolt on and every one of them dial it into where they're happy with it. That's, that's a home run. <laughs> very true. Very true. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and I've mentioned this before. I let, uh, one of my co-hosts drive the gladiator, uh, out at hidden, uh, hidden falls adventure park back in September. And he dented my steering stabilizer, my brand new, Mopar steering stabilizer. So I need something and I might as well get something, you know, that I can adjust and looks really cool, you know, especially since yep. I lifted it, it's really easy to see now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, we may have to talk after the show and see if we can't maybe, uh, maybe align with that and get some feedback from you on it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. I certainly wasn't fishing, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Justin, uh, I, uh, uh, I hate uh, having great guests because I always run long talking to them, asking questions, and I ask you so many questions about that goat build Ibex uh, uh, chassis buggy, and that's just that's going to be so just so cool. I'm very happy for you to have someone like that and be enjoying that. But uh, you know how the kids, they love the social media, and uh, maybe they can even see a little bit of what's going on with your uh, your goat built as well on the social media. How can uh, how can people uh, reach out? I mean, we already mentioned the uh, the website ridefox.com and uh but uh where else can they find uh, find you guys on instagram facebook etc yeah absolutely so you know your fox on instagram and facebook and then um jks mfg um and that you find that on instagram and facebook and sometimes even a little bit of tiktok there um if we're really having a good time and uh that'll get you some behind the scenes of what we're doing with some of the company jeeps uh, some of that racing and Ibex chassis stuff we put up on there and, and a lot of events. You know, we've got event season coming up. Uh, we're all gearing up, getting ready to head to Moab and uh, also Jeep Beach. So kind of behind the scenes look at what it takes to get us from, you know, our different corners of the earth out to Moab and, you know, what we're going to build for it. And, you know, even some of the goofing off that we do, you know, having fun on trails. That's, you know, JKS MFG, you know, will get you all that stuff as well. Well, Justin, it's got to be a dream job for you. I'm sure like any job, there's always negatives to it. But it sounds like for the most part, it's just a, a really uh, interesting and fun job uh, and a fun company to be a part of. It, it really is. There's some days that, it, that it's work, right? There's some days. But on those days, I oftentimes have to kind of look over and there'll be some crazy fox product sitting on my desk or some really cool jeep picture and i'm like oh yeah i play with toys for a living i should probably just enjoy that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? it's good to good to stay grounded 
Well, Justin, thank you very much. We'll have to have you back because I know we've only just scratched the surface of all these things that you know about. I appreciate you answering my my questions where I just kind of took it upon myself to ask you questions about my Gladiator, but I'm sure there's some other Gladiator and and JL owners out there that would uh, have the same questions and benefited from your answers. So, uh, but uh, I'm just glad I did. (laughs) There you go. No, absolutely. I come back anytime. This is you know, as long as I've been doing this, one of my favorite things to do is, is sit down and talk Jeep. And if if I've learned something over the years that I can share, that's even better. Oh, one one last question that I was going to ask you is your does your buggy have rear steering? It does not. So it's kind of um, short, so you probably don't need it. But I, I, it, but still, you should add that because it'd really be cool. Yeah, <laughs> there's times, but I go back to that complexity thing, yeah. and I think I you could make it bulletproof. But boy, you know, it's it's pretty simple right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I probably could have figured out you didn't have rear steering from the axle that you said you had on there, but I wasn't thinking. All right, man, thanks a lot for being with us, and uh, we'll uh, hope to have you on uh, some sometime uh, real soon. Sounds great. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks again to Justin McLean for taking the time to talk about Fox Factory uh, or RideFox.com and all the brands under their umbrella. You know, JKS Manufacturing is one of those and now a giveaway sponsor of the Jeep Talk Show. You know, Chris, it's interesting that uh, after the interview, I had a conversation with Justin and that conversation helped encourage me to talk to companies, including RideFox.com, uh, about being giveaway sponsors. Yeah, it's great. And the interviews allow us to have the conversation with the interviewee. And uh, it's really interesting to understand their their approach to the market and what uh, what they're willing to help our listeners and in the way of giveaways, sometimes a, a discount code or, or special uh, special product. But uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. I mean, it's just been fantastic. I mean, uh, this finding out that uh, uh, that at least uh, Justin, from a sales point of view, thought it would be a wonderful thing uh, for us to be able to talk about their products and make it easier for him to uh, make sales uh, across uh, the Midwest uh, that, in his area. And uh, I just really appreciate the the very positive conversation we had. You know, it's I guess it's kind of a crapshoot on talking to somebody after you do the interview. Uh, if they didn't like the interview, their ch- chances are they're not going to be very friendly <laughs> about talking about stuff. But fortunately, uh, actually, I think all the uh, the interviews that I've done, uh, people are either happy it's over with or it went a lot better than they expected. <laughs> so they're pretty happy. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't tell, right? No, I'll take it either way. I mean, you know, <laughs> if the if the girl said she had a good time, you know, you don't have to go in and have her fill out a survey. <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to be bringing a lot more interviews. Oh, Chris, we're doing a little, something a little different on our uh, roundtable episodes now, aren't we? Yes, yes. We're now incorporating, when appropriate, when available guests, uh, guests from the off-road industry. Uh, so that gives the listeners, our listeners that join the Zoom meeting, again, recorded on Tuesdays, beginning Tuesdays, beginning at 8 p.m. Central Time. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find the link for the Zoom meeting. And with all that said, you can join and be part of the conversation one-on-one with the interview guest. Oh, everybody can can join in. And I don't want anybody to think, I'm glad you said when available, when appropriate, because it doesn't mean that we're always going to have a guest on the roundtable, because I think just talking to the Zoom people is a lot of fun. I mean, you're one of the Zoom people on there uh, quite often. Yes, yes. And that's a, it's become a, a bit of a, of a little 
group, uh, which is great, but we're always looking for new people to join us. And uh, to your point, it's sometimes just a general conversation, general chat where we argue or debate the uh, the, uh, the, the information in the Jeep in the Jeep world. It's like going to a Jeep uh, group, a Jeep club without the gunfire or the uh you can still i guess you can drink at least it's but you're not going to be fighting with anybody unless it's just online which online's a lot better than being shot right absolutely it can, it can be more entertaining at times it there's can clubs, be more entertaining yeah there's clubs out there going what do you mean shoot we don't shoot at people at clubs how dare you i'm just not a big uh, club fan of any type not necessarily jeep clubs. i agree I agree. <laughs> so many personalities, but it seems like everybody's pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty calm and uh, uh, amenable uh, during the uh, the the uh, Zoom meetings. Absolutely, absolutely. It's good, good, good forum, a good, uh, good medium as well. Well, you should join us, and uh, don't be uh, deterred simply because there's a, a, a tight group of people on there. Uh, I have not ever seen anybody uh, turn uh, turn a blind eye or not uh, let somebody else talk. So you should come over there and uh, join us uh, on the Zoom meeting every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. And, uh, you, you know, I mean, you can always uh, sign up for the newsletter, but uh, uh, it's usually just something fun. Something fun's going to happen. So it, it really, I don't think, it, I think this is fair to say, it's something you don't want to miss. Absolutely. You don't want to miss it. It's a lot different being there than listening to it, isn't it, Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. Part of the show. Do you have an idea for a guest? Do you work in the off-road industry or know someone who does? Or maybe you would like to be a guest in the Jeep Talk Show. Go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact now and share your idea for our next great guest. Hey, coming up next week, Cody with trailchasers.com. Uh, you know, Cody, Matt, and Jose are all part of that fantastic podcast, Trail Chasers. And, you know, Trail Chasers is a member of the same network that we're a part of, the 4x4 Radio Network. And in two weeks, Dan Greck, you remember the guy overlanding the world? Well, I mean, he's not actually driving around all over the world, but various parts of it. Uh, he was uh, down in uh, uh, Africa uh, for three years, and now he is uh, overlanding in Australia. And uh, you can follow along with his trip uh, and find out more about Dan Greck by going to the roadchoseme.com. It's very easy to sign up for our newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you'll find a link to click and sign up. And don't worry, it's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. You know, uh, we say that so much, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and uh, I'm sure people get tired of hearing it. But we were informed that you want to make sure that you keep it uh, very simple and a a single uh, concept contact uh, uh, for us. And it makes sense because I've actually heard people call in and regurgitate it like like they're so sick of hearing it, but they remembered it. And uh, Absolutely. You, you know, used to, we used to just give them various uh, different uh, things they could go to, different uh, uh, parts of the website they go to. But uh, we just make sure that everything that you want to go to that's important uh, is uh, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. So I know, I know it, it feels funny for us saying it over and over and over again, but you know, it's... Uh, industry experts told us <clears throat> so that's what we're doing maybe maybe we should change the hashtag tony from hashtag jeep talk show to hashtag jeep talk show.com slash contact <laughs> there you go oh that's a good point you know uh make sure that you're sharing us on uh online and all your social media uh, use that uh pound jeep talk show or pound giveaways and if <laughs> if giveaways don't make you pound something 
<laughs> there's no hope hashtag jeep talk show or hashtag giveaway well that's all the jeep talk show there is for now jeeper until our next show be sure and well you know like i just said use the hashtag jeep talk show and hashtag giveaways and as always thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded jeep podcast so chris what's it called whenever you fart in an elevator then get off on the very next floor for other people get in is there i know there's a, a turn drive by but that wouldn't be for that kind of kind of thing i don't know that's a good question that's not hot boxing, not Dutch oven. <laughs> no, no. We'll have to might re- have to do a little Google search. We'll have to. One. We'll have to do some research and get back to you next week. Oh, I'm guessing since 2010.